get it, you know I be on the way. Welcome to another exciting adventure of the Ride the Rebellion podcast, the only Zero Drop podcast in the known universe. I think it's the only Zero Drop mountain bike podcast. There might be another Zero Drop running podcast. I doubt it. But either way, we own the monopoly and all that shiz. Yeah, we're going to call it right now. Yeah. It's ours. We We own own it. it. It's copyright. If we publish this, I think it works. Like poor man's copyright. You could send mail to yourself. Like if you're in a band, you would record your CD and you'd mail it to yourself and never open it. And that means Proof it's copyrighted. Yeah, that was your copyright. <laughs> yeah. That's it allegedly held up. It's bullshit, but it allegedly. They did it with the movies too, didn't you? Yeah, same movies. thing. You'd send the screenplay yeah. to yourself yeah. and be like, "I made it." So wait, Columbia House was a bullshit joke. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I miss Columbia House. I still owe them like three grants. I think we all do. Right? <laughs> he bought that uh, extreme sides of every story cassette tape. Oh, you guys. That's actually cheap. how they spread HIV in the nineties. They were like, "Oh, you bought Columbia House at." Lick the stamps. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we're off to a bang on this episode. Uh, as always, uh, with me is the king of the South Alabama turndown, the reigning defending king of the South Alabama. And that's when things went wrong. So I do apologize. Uh, we had a technical issue. Um, apparently, I didn't catch it in time. I don't know if the card filled up. I don't know what went wrong. Uh, we were enjoying the conversation and things went sour. But don't worry. I'm here to tell you about the sponsors, though they were pretty funny this time. Aaron did it. Uh, um, he did his own sponsor. I wish it was there. It's not there. That's tragic. It was hilarious. We may have to have him record it again. I'll take the recorder to them if I have to, to him, and have him record it again. It was quite funny. Anyway, sorry about that. That's on me. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Dirt Coaster Academy. I just went through a class there. It was fantastic. I can't begin to tell you how great it is to have your... Uh, emotions set well and your logic put into place. I don't know how else to put it. Like I was emotionally over the moon. You can ask him. Like I was like screaming, hooting and hollering, having a great time because I had a couple of breakthrough things in my writing that I know are going to make me a better writer down the road. So huge shout out to them. Great sponsor. Love them. Thank you so much for all you do. If you guys and gals and people have not been over, that's for you, Carrie. If you've not been over <laughs> inside joke, if you've not been over to dirtcoasteracademy.com, you should head over there right now and check it out um, and look for where there's going to be a class. I promise you it was worth every penny. I would, if you've already taken some classes, great. Maybe look for the drop class. That's the one that really blew it out of the water for me. However, you get to have a lot of fun and you get to hang out with Nina. I mean, Toby's there too, but let's just be honest. Nina's awesome. I'm just kidding, Toby. You're great. Don't, don't get all frazzled. You could punch a hole in my face. Um, but you should go and check it out. So you should take a class one way or another. All right. That's dirt coaster. Also lucky shot. So the reason things probably went wrong on this podcast, I'm going to blame on lucky shot coffee only because I started making lucky shot cold brew and I had one a little late in the day and I was zingy. You'll hear it in this episode. I am just zingy off. off. I am just near batfish crazy. I am just going after it. Uh, and that's because of Lucky Shot. It really is my favorite coffee. I, I know we talk about it all the time, but it is legitimately delicious coffee that I absolutely, absolutely adore. And if you've not tried it, you've got to head over to LuckyShotCoffee.com. Give it a shot. Take your shot, as Dale says. Take your shot with Lucky Shot Coffee. I don't know. I was going to try and work in a Casey joke there because we actually don't hit our quota this episode. Spoiler alert. However, that feels inappropriate. 
Dale just said one to himself, quota achieved. We didn't say you guys have to hear the quota. We just need the quota said. And in this episode, because of the foobar, that's what happened. Now, also rolling up into our sponsors, of course, is Clean Eats. If you are looking to increase your diet reboundness, you want to robusto-ness, you want to have a stronger, more powerful diet, let me suggest Clean Eats to you. Why? Because, man, they make it so easy. And it's frankly, it's the simplest thing in the world. So head over to cleaneats.com. You can get them to ship the food to you. But we would like it if you'd go see Uncle Bobby, walk in the door and be like, listen, I listen to this jackass on a podcast and they told me to come see you, Uncle Bobby. Go check it out. Clean Eats in Mobile or you can get it at Clean Eats online. Cleaneats.com is where you can get it online. You can also order online too and pick it up in the store. Either way, it works. Whatever happens. Uh, run and try. Aaron is going to drop a bomb at the end of this. You're going to want to hear. It is worth a lot of money, and he has a fantastic, fantastic thing that he says. I'm not going to spoil it. You got to hear it. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, so, Aaron, if you haven't been to Run and Try, they have great nutrition, and that's something we talk about. This sounds kind of commercially on the show, but we brought him on because Aaron knows a lot about these things, and he sells the stuff. It, yes, he has a store, but he's passionate about it. It's kind of like if you talk to me about movies, uh, Gabe, shout out to Gabe. You know I'm going to do it. I also got to shout out somebody else. I got to shout out uh, uh, Misty and shout out to Pensacola area to her riding a pivot like a badass. Made me really jealous. It's a beautiful bike. She rides like a badass and shout out to Misty because I promised her I would do that. Now, I'm done with that part. Back to the run and try part. You should go over there. Check it out uh, when you have time. Head to run and try. Get fit correctly. You'll hear all the stuff we talk about. Even squishy toes. It's all coming up. So without further ado, here's Aaron on our third attempt at recording this because I am just so high on coffee. My name's uh, Aaron Friesmeyer. I'm the owner of Run and Try Company here in Mobile. So the thing about uh, running that we've talked about, you started riding again recently. Just recently, yeah. Right. And so you'd ridden before, but only in like, is it only in duathlon that you've, or triathlon or any of those kind of things? Ironman? Uh, yeah, whatever? just, just like triathlons and then duathlons and then just for fun. But Tuesday night was only my second time mountain biking. So that was fun. Do you feel like as someone who's conscious of fitness, do you feel like mountain biking is considerably <laughs> different than road biking? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I had done some rowing and some working out that morning, but even though I ride on a what's called an erg bike, probably 25 miles a week, I could tell that um, when I woke up last Wednesday morning, like new muscles were were used. I mean, fitness is there. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, it, was, it was fun too. I mean, started in the back, kind of worked my way up, but I will say some of those guys that were out of the group there also were helping towards the end because it was a little bit wet. So that was probably the hardest thing. I wasn't really scared going around the turns, but just getting used to like sliding around a turn as opposed to casually running around it <laughs> so, right right yeah um when you do when you do like trail run stuff i mean is it are you able to because on a mountain bike you can't really zone out you nope. shouldn't no but on trail running can you zone out on trail running oh absolutely like I, i'm sure there's some people who listen to music while they mountain bike i couldn't even fathom listening to music like tonight when we go ride like i had to be in full <laughs> pay attention mode the entire time because <laughs> i did i did run into a tree about three miles in but it was it was a gentle run in. <laughs> so that's, I don't know. I like it's an, it's the battle of endurance that gets me. So luckily you have that one. Yeah. Cause it seems like when someone first starts riding, they, they come in with great enthusiasm <laughs> for the first mile. It's usually like one mile and then it all hits them at once. Yeah. And I don't know what all that is from a physiological standpoint, but like they fall the fuck apart. 
I think it's the endurance for a lot of beginners. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Mountain biking is not hard. That's why I think I told you after the ride last week, I was like, we just tricked 30 people into riding bikes. Like, they don't know that they just worked out for 25 minutes or an hour. Right. They just came and rode bikes. But half of those dudes, if you were like, hey, we're going to go to the gym in the morning, none of them would show up. <laughs> but they would come ride. So, I mean, it's a great way to trick your body into fitness, I guess. There's a, there's a, you almost said it. There's a, I think it was like a, um, shit, I think it was Family Guy, but there's like this gag where the guy was like, it's a great way to stay in shape. Just like over and over. No, <laughs> yeah. or maybe it was SNL. And maybe it was Mark Wahlberg that says it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Say hi to your mother for me. It's a great way to stay in <laughs> yes, shape. Yes, it is. Say hi to your mother for me. Um, so, did you grow up down here? I didn't. I moved to Mobile, I guess, 20, yeah, 20 years ago this past May from Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. What yeah, part no, of Illinois? No S. I'm, I mean, there's an S, but it just. I was from Missouri. You gotcha. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm from here, but when I lived in Missouri, they said Missouri and Illinois. Just like some people live on Schillinger's Road, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's no S. There's no S. You had a post about that, didn't you? Didn't yeah. you get ultra viral? It did go ultra viral. <laughs> to this day, every Halloween, I get some sort of repost from that. <laughs> Don't you wish you had done the leprechaun one? Uh, yeah, but at the time, the dude with the sign was really popular on Instagram. So I think. Oh, it, that's right. That's yeah, brilliant. It held its own. <laughs> that's fantastic. It's all because my Karate Kid outfit didn't show up on time from Japan or wherever I ordered it from. <laughs> it would have been three sizes too small anyway. It's just it comes from overseas. <laughs> it's like Wish. You buy a shirt and it fits in your pocket. Well, I, look, I love wearing Wish shirts. It's like a it's like a, a crop top for my wife. I like, <laughs> yeah, I like ordering from Wish just because like Christmas because you never know when you're going to get it. <laughs> That's exactly true. Or you never know what you're going to get. Or you forgot that you ordered it and it shows up like That's... three months later and you're like, Damn, I forgot about this. And you can always tell when it came from China because the plastic is very specific. It, that, yeah. To me, it's that very thin plastic that, oh, yeah. that's very crinkly and, and yeah, <laughs> whenever I zip. So, uh, run and try. How do you land in that situation? Uh, I was selling insurance and run and try opened in 2009. Yeah, 2009. I was selling insurance. I used to go in there to shop, buy shoes. I just got to talking to the owners one day and it seemed like... At the time, I knew quite a bit about running, quite a bit about shoes already. And I was just kind of a, I hate to use the term, but like a sneakerhead. I was more into fashion shoes then, but I had an understanding of running shoes. And we sat down at a Waffle House, basically discussed shop talk, and they got pretty close to matching my salary at State Farm. And I was like, awesome. I'm out of selling insurance and trying to force people to get car insurance and life insurance, and I could do something I'm passionate about. And then... I hate to use the term, it fell into my hands, but the guys that owned the place were great bosses and great owners, but one of them was moving, and I think since they lived out of town, they were ready to make it an even more local running shop, keep it in the community, and uh, we just sat down and went through the talks of buying the place, so took the American Dream risk, which is a big loan, and uh, paid the cost to be the boss. Right, listen, I live with it every day. That's right. <laughs> You're sitting in part of mine. Um, I mean, I, I, I literally was looking at SBA loan baloney and I'm just getting frustrated with myself about all that stuff like it's just it's the, it's the game and we're about to open a, another product I mean we're in the process of I don't think it's that much of a secret but we're in the process of doing something too so like now all of a sudden we're in the same boat or he's about to have to deal with that side of it <laughs> but it's just the reality of what I'll be is. living in it yeah, probably <laughs> I thought about that I was like we'll have to figure that out so so running has been a core part of it. is that your primary oh yeah most of the people come to the doors running and then um, we get quite a few triathletes as well. We've got 
two girls on staff that are great in terms of. You have a very tall girl that works there. Yeah, Allie. <laughs> she's very tall. Yeah, she's. She play basketball. No, but I was just going to say the number one question people ask is, does she play basketball? <laughs> and she will tell you straight up, if I had a dollar for every time I was asked if I played basketball, she would be retired. She's got to be like 6'2 or something. I think a little bit taller because I'm 6'2 and she's got at least an inch or so on wow. me. She's a tall yeah. lady. But yeah, no, she's an awesome employee. Um, in fact, she's holding down the shop right now while I'm here. Uh, but she's probably our most knowledgeable on staff when it comes to triathlete uh, and triathlon stuff. Right. So she's a good person to ask for any advice there. And I will say the triathlon community has taught me a lot just by coming in the store and keeping me up to date on upcoming events and where to train and group rides and things like that. So um, it's not only the team of everybody who works at Run and Try helping the running and triathlon community, but the customers who come in too. I mean, we listen to them just as much as they listen to us. So Yeah, I mean, like I, I was shamelessly plugging it, but like I've been in and I got fitted. I'm wearing some shoes from you now. And it was uh, it was not the the Shannon, what's her name? What's the title? Allie. Allie. It yeah. was not Allie. It was another young lady that works there, and she did a fantastic job. And then she was working with my wife, and my wife is the pickiest. <laughs> my wife used to sell shoes, so she understands it. She understands some of the term stuff, but she's right. also like very like I just don't like the way those look. And I'm like, good God, they're <laughs> like you're wearing these for. She works at Target. Like who cares what your shoes are? <laughs> you're on your feet all day. But it was like a whole issue for her, and so she was very patient to deal with her. And I thought oh, yeah. that was kind of a nice nice. It's always good to, always good to hear that. Yes. For you to know, you weren't there, and they did a great job. Awesome. <laughs> and then I brought my employees in one day, and they all bought shoes. All my employees bought shoes from me. Yeah, I think I was, was, I, I was there. I thought you were there yeah, that day. I think so. Yeah. 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 yeah, so there you go. Everybody comes back through. I don't want to talk about your shop that much, because okay. I don't think that's where the interest is. What I do think is interesting. <laughs> you, you get plugged every week. So. Yeah, I mean, you get that for free. I think there's a lot of other stuff that's interesting. I think talking about endurance is interesting. There's stuff that I don't understand that you guys know as runners that I think translates, and I'm going to have to rely on you to, to pull some of that because I don't get it. But I do I do want to talk about this. I happen to – so there's a dude that I know that worked for State Farm as well okay. who had the same degree as you okay. and finally had an opportunity to, to literally – in his case, he didn't open a business, but he literally – nothing wrong with State Farm. I'm sure it's a great company. Right. But he looked for the opportunity to leave, and he did. He packed up his family. They shat out a baby. Right before they did this, and then they moved to California, and now he's a very successful filmmaker. Like he did That's it. Awesome. But my point is, he took the same risk like you did. He took that blind risk. What do you think it is about State Farm? I was going to say. <laughs> so wait, you're telling me I need to get a job at State Farm to find my future? It, apparently, it's a, it's a good gateway job. <laughs> but it was to interesting. Alcohol so what I thought was future. funny though is that the, the degree he had is the same as yours, right? You have a degree similar to my profession. Yeah, electronic media. And where's that so, from? That's from Spring Hill College, yeah. So you went to Spring Hill. So yeah. did you move here to go to Spring Hill? I did. And um, while I was passionate about it, I realized that it took a lot more schooling afterwards if I wanted to get into... Uh, well, I wanted, to, I wanted to make commercials is what I wanted to do. Really. Oh, I didn't but, even know that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, no, I mean, I loved it. But also at the same time, I knew that it might not be a, what I ended up in. And I was kind of looking to just get out of college as quick as possible. So, right. yeah, electronic media with a minor in business and... I use a little bit of both still, I think, because I mean, you learn about advertising and uh, you know just how to, I guess, visualize business and visualize marketing yourself and all that good stuff. But the fact that you can do that stuff yourself, uh, I, I wish I had a business degree. Mine was like in script writing, so I was just like double <laughs> effed from the beginning. Like I'm just <laughs> destined to push a bucket around, um, and I just got lucky and worked hard. But so with that, was Tom Laird there? Tom Lair was. In fact, he was my f advisor and uh, senior seminar advisor. And uh, he was, when I came down to Mobile, I took some summer classes to get back on track after transferring. 
and I took summer classes with him. Yeah. Tom That's was a good funny. guy. He was a great guy. He yeah. um he used to load. So back in the film days, like yeah. when we'd shoot film, he was like one of the only guys in town that could load the cans. But he was an older guy, yeah. even back then. And so you'd have this older guy with a tent. So it's like literally a tent. His hands are in it. You can't see anything. It's blind. And he's just fiddling. And you just hear him like every once in a while fire off a little cuss word here. Because he's trying. <laughs> I mean, you have to do it by feel. That's how you had to load a film mag yeah. back in the day. And so... I was like a, I was like an AC. I didn't know how to load the film can. I knew how to. I mean, I could, but not as fast as him. So I got to boss him around a little bit, and he and I ended up having a pretty good relationship. Just from that's, he was a great dude. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. him a lot. Tom was cool. So all right, so then you you do that stuff. So I I thought that was interesting because this guy I can't, I can't remember his name now, but anyway, he did the same thing. He took the risk and did a lot of stuff. When you when you look at stuff now, one of the things that we've talked about a lot is that you have like um, we have nutrition in there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know shit about it, right? The only thing I know is like I go on these keto binges where I just get really mad that I'm like, I'm so fat. And then I go on a <laughs> keto binge and then I'm like, I can't have any carbs. And then I crash. Dude, I remember the other day I was trying to tell you what keto supplement it was yeah. that I was, or like the thing that he, that Aaron showed me. I'm pointing, I'm pointing like everybody can hear me. Yeah, they can hear the thing point. that, the thing that, <laughs> yeah, the thing that Aaron showed me, it's you can, right? Yeah, that was can. the starchy stuff that had no sugar. It's what? a super starch. So yeah. it was created by a doctor whose son was so hypoglycemic that he couldn't sleep more than like six or seven hours without having to take insulin. So he was looking for a solution of something his son could drink before bed and get a full six, seven hours of sleep uh, throughout the night. So it burns your body's fat as fuel, but through the use of a super starch. Um, I think the best example I heard on it was take a professional athlete that might be 2 or 3% body fat. They're probably yeah. still sitting on 2,000 calories of fat storage so you take average guys like us in the five six ten twelve percent body fat range we're sitting on plenty to burn out so <laughs> average guy like you sir. keep going keep going make me average i think maybe he's gonna start jumping a little bit higher he's like five ten forty sixty so but point point being that we all have plenty of fat storage we're already holding on to so you can finds that if you are just trying to use sugar and you put sugars in your system, then your body's trying to basically combat, hey, what are we doing here? Are we burning fat or are we burning sugar? Like, which right. where do you want to pull the energy from? So you can helps your body pull its fat storage and turn it into faster-acting energy, which is pretty cool. So is it a supplement? I mean, how yeah, does it's, it work? It's, a, it's like a, a pre-workout drink, but again, not to be thought of like a, I'm going to the gym, like shaky, fat-burning pre-workout. It literally just tastes like a shake. And it's designed for 90 minutes to two hours of um, fat burning Oh, shit. So wait a second. So if is that something I should experiment with like pre-ride? Yeah, you could take it 15 minutes before and know that you'd have about, at that point, 80-ish minutes. What I did it during, maybe that duathlon. I might have been keto then. Because I made it, I just put it in my water Look, it's a huge, so I have a weird cycle. I do a a month of keto and then I do like low carb, low fat. I usually do a lot of low carb throughout my life, but I don't do the fat part. So I just, I... I bring in vegetables and fruit again. So, you know, gotcha. and then I take a month where I'll allow a cheat meal more often, but those two months I'm pretty strict. The keto one's hard as shit. Cause I start burning out pretty fast. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. Did you sell that? We did. That sounds yeah. like a plug. It was not supposed to be that. I'm literally asking for myself. <laughs> that is not cause I, I've got to try something. Cause it, I, so the walls I hit and, and people didn't explain no offense, but there's not a lot of information to me 
about endurance uh, nutrition stuff. I get the basics. Like, I get Skittle pants over here. <laughs> yeah. How'd you do a 70-mile race? Skittles in my pocket. <laughs> Jeans pocket. Or Marshawn Lynch of riding. <laughs> yeah, or he's got those snackables, but I don't even want to think about how gross they might look. Oh, Just, yeah. Is that the... Uh, crustables. Uncrustables. That's what they are, crustables. And so some of that stuff, like, I can't... Sugar's bad. I have a problem with sugar in general, so I have to steer clear as much as possible. But so that's my thing about all that stuff. I mean, how are you running is the same concept as riding. It's an endurance situation, right? Correct. Yeah. For the people who really geek out on it, you know, they come in and they're like, I burn X amount of calories per hour. I exercise X amount of hours per week. And we'll sit there and, you know, help math it all out and come up with a plan. And then for other people, or my best advice I'll tell them is bring 20 bucks, plan on spending 20 bucks on nutrition, use each one for a 30 minute workout or an hour workout and just see what feels best. What doesn't hurt your stomach, what gives you good energy, even if it's a placebo. I mean, you never know how your body's working for somebody else's body. I'm not upset by a placebo <laughs> yeah. at all. If I got to put a, like a, a, what is it? A liquid IV in my water bottle. And then it's like, I got boost of energy. <laughs> well, one oh. time we went, we went on a half marathon run and I put liquid IV in a Red, Bull, Red Bull. That was yeah, just to stay alive for the day. Holy! Oh wait, that's post ride. Right? Well, yeah, no, no yeah. That was at like four thirty in the morning, wasn't it? No, no, no. That was so we ran the half marathon. We drank a half marathon <laughs> at least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> wait, I, is this the? This is where the. But this is where the on cloud story comes from. Yeah, 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 and many others that won't be discussed today. <laughs> but then we then we went back to the condo to change and prepare for the evening football games. We're on, I think, bowl games or something. Yep. So I was like, all right, well, we got liquid IV, and I have a Red Bull. <laughs> I just mixed them together and said some stupid stuff like, we ain't here for the day, we're here for the night, and chugged it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't die that night. Did others you know, others you, may have. Did you know that Red Bull is a marketing company? Did you know this? That's they don't it. produce a product at all. So really, they're, the, they're just the marketing behind the product that's made by someone else? Yep. It's, I just found that out today. It is literally not a real product whatsoever. So Red Bull does not own... They own an IP on the the, but they don't manage like Coca Cola makes Coke. Right. Red Bull makes advertising. That is it. Interesting. So and they it, just put their label on a it's can. freaking genius. It came that from some genius. dude. Apparently, energy drinks were huge in um, Taiwan and stuff in the eighties, like way or seventies, late seventies, early eighties, way before we even touched them here. And some toothpaste salesman <laughs> that started Red, no joke, <laughs> found it and was like, "This is great shit," and then just went crazy with it and went down that path. Well. Not to get off topic. This show is all about being off topic. (laughs) There's no topic. uh, We have a guy who runs on a mountain bike podcast. Let's go. One of the first real jobs I had in Mobile was actually selling. I pedaled Red Bull out of the back of a Red Bull truck. Like the one with the can? No. Okay. So that was the promo people or the advertisement people that gave out the free ones. Yeah. I actually would go to a warehouse 3.30 in the morning, load up 80, 90 cases, take it out in Mobile to these gas stations and try to sell it. And people thought I was crazy trying to sell them a case of Red Bull or 24 sodas for, I think at that point it was like $36 a case. Wow. And they would just be like, no, no, like never heard of it, never heard of it. And then it was like overnight success. I remember getting the phone call from all these gas stations out on like DIP and out in Tillman's Corner. And it was all these truckers yeah, who had been traveling in other states. So that's yeah. where it started. This is what was so crazy. They didn't target mountain bikes and yeah. triathletes and divers. and They literally went after truckers. And people that needed to stay up late, right? Yeah. They had nothing to do with performance athletes <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. I mean, I to be fair, it's not a performance enhancer. <laughs> no, like, I don't know many athletes that drink it because of the sugar content. Like, they, 
That's what I've been told. Oh, I've had two today, but I'm feeling Yeah, I was going to say I've had one and a half. <laughs> the other half's in you my cup. you drink a regular one or a diet No, one? I drink sugar-free. Well, see, that's a little bit different. I had, drink- one, I had one of each. Hey, so. do you ever notice, though, that they all taste different? Do they taste different to you? Like, if it's the same flavor, but it tastes different? Yes. Yeah, like, sometimes well, I'll get one. That's batch shit. It'll taste, like, that- really, like, sweet tarty, <laughs> and sometimes it won't at all. Like, I don't know. Um, Maybe I, I drink too much. I don't know, man. That's all. That's all you. <laughs> I'm guessing I drink too much. <laughs> that's a that's a silent. Pass. I guess it depends how that's many PBRs I have before, I during, like or after. Flavor Red Bull piss. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, send it over. By the way, Red Bull not a sponsor. More than welcome. I, listen, I will wear a Red Bull helmet and do dumb things if you will just send one over. <laughs> Isn't the one of the heirs of Red Bull not allowed to go back to a certain country because he killed a cop? Allegedly, with I didn't his get that Lamborghini far in this documentary I was watching, with yeah. the, he like ran him over with his I Lamborghini. There yet? He's, there's like a statute of limitations on murder. So. Oh, I heard that. Like ten years, he's got to yeah. wait or something. But he's not allowed to go back to where he's from for. But but after years. that window, it's like scot free. Yeah, and there's a shorter than ours. Ours is like fifty. Is there a statute on murder? I don't know. Probably not on murder. I mean, if I commit one now, I got to make it till I'm ninety. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, well, I couldn't lay low till I was ninety. I can't lay low for ten minutes. <laughs> no, I'm like, dude, we got to get out on social media. What are we doing? <laughs> you, do- <laughs> you roll up in there. You're the worst at it. You're like, I uh-huh. made friends with all the prison guards. I'm like, what are you doing? They're not going to do anything for us. <laughs> they brought us Red Bull. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> they snuck it in, snorted it. Um. All right, so when when you what is your jam now then? Like obviously running, you work out, you teach a class too or something, right? Yeah, Dale took took a class. You guys mentioned it on a previous podcast, but I also do some coaching three times a week at what's called Crew Fitness. Yeah, so it's a combination of biking, rowing, and weightlifting. Forty five minute classes. Oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's great. It's great cross training. It's great endurance cross training too because you're doing a lot of high interval stuff that will get your heart rate up. And then you're also working towards um, doing some endurance pieces. Like last week, the rowers did a 2K row on Ooh. top of weightlifting. So, um, you know how you know we're good friends? Because he texted me and was like, hey, don't go to class tomorrow. There's a 2K <laughs> row. I was like, thanks for the heads up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. It's brutal tomorrow, boy. Pass out now. I don't think you're going to make it. Either that or he's making fun of me, <laughs> one or the other. I but, think that's interesting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just saying it's it's a good workout. It's great cross training. And uh, Carrie, who um, came up with the concept of Crew Fitness, uh, they have a Westmobile location, a Midtown location, and a Houston location. But she's very skilled in her knowledge of like, you, you never show up and feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. And the whole week has a progression to make you feel like you finish strong as opposed to being burnt out, not wanting to come back. So I think fun. I sat on a panel with her. I think she went to South. She did. Yeah, I think yeah. I sat on a panel with her, like an alumni thing. We were like two, two or three years apart. She's, she's a very driven individual. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's like fascinating to me. The thing that the so I started including a little bit of rowing just to warm up and stuff. And Dale's the one that taught me or started talking me into doing more deadlift stuff. Once I brought in fitness, like I was doing weights, but I I changed it up a little bit and started kind of tailoring it a little more towards riding, just because I wanted, really, I wanted to make sure when I bust my ass, I can like recover well enough. <laughs> And it, it's night and day how much of a difference that makes. I talked about it on here before, but I don't think people fully get the idea that like the bike is the fitness part. But if you're going to take it's like anything else, if you're going to go to the next level, then you have to push yourself to the next level. You can't just wait. It's not going to come to you. You know, no, no. no core strength matters, man. But yeah, core strength is big. I mean, leg strength in both. And like you said, uh, if you're going to push yourself, you have to be able to recover. I always say in terms of running, it's like you can only get faster if you're recovering faster. So if you want to work out more and you want to get bigger and stronger and all that, I mean, 
you also have to work on your recovery, and that comes through cross-training. It doesn't just come from doing the same activity over and over again. Wait, yeah. speaking of recovery and same activity over and over again, what was your run streak? Oh. Uh, oh, like, yeah, so, I've heard the story. Yeah, yeah, three, like to... three years and roughly three months. Um, yeah, this past May was the end of end of the run streak. Um, only because so, of a minor injury. <laughs> so what started the run? Because you forced gumped it, basically. Yeah. I just started I running. <laughs> yeah, three three years ago in November, uh, they do a fundraiser called uh, here in Mobile called the Movember Foundation. It's nationwide, but we have a Mobile chapter. Right. And you raise money for men's mental health awareness. So I did six miles a day every day in the month of November, six miles indicating or showing res- representation for the 60 men who – commit suicide every 60 seconds worldwide. Wow. Uh, I raised something around 3000 dollars I think. That year I was the Mobile like Man, man of Movember. Um, our chapter finished in the top 10, I think, nationwide. It wow. was through O'Daly's Irish Pub. Yeah. That's what the, uh, um, and then the last two years I've done it again. In November only, I'll just run the six miles per day plus raise money. Uh, in fact, this past year I sold T-shirts and Lucky Shot Coffee. Um, that was a custom blend. I've talked about yeah. that before. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. I kind of I had a customer again. actually come back the other day looking for more. I was like, well, I guess maybe I'll have to bring it back sooner than November. <laughs> I think you should just make a, a white label try version. You know, just that's yeah. what we're going to do. We're going to do a white label craft show from a. I'm, her coffee's yeah. good. It's it is good. good. It's low acid too, at least for me. It is. You guys aren't old enough to deal with these <laughs> yeah. old man problems. I was yet. like, wait a second. I take yeah, an more. acid <laughs> pill. I take a pecker pill. It's all fine. <laughs> just mix them up. One keeps it down. The other one gets it up. <laughs> That's why they're called PPIs. Let's party. Uh, um, but yeah, somewhere around three, r- roughly three years and three months, I had a You ran every day? Every single day. The Some of the weirdest experiences doing that was, uh, I mean, running like 50 milers and then having to run the next day. I had to do, an, I had to do a mile, a little over a mile in the uh, Atlanta airport. I was going to be there trapped overnight on year one. And uh, I didn't know what to do, so I just started up my GPS, watched next to a window, and just ran up and down the <laughs> No way. <laughs> yeah, this is also like 11 o'clock at night, so it didn't look as crazy as it sounds. But but you were that committed to there it. There were like, still a few people that looked at me funny, yeah. So did you have an average you had to run every day? It started, I think year one, I still averaged close to five. Somewhere after year two, sometimes running was getting in the way of a few things that I should be getting done. So I would just knock out like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, at least to keep the streak alive. Right. That's insane. Yeah. And then you had a small injury. Yeah, I had a small injury, and that's when I decided to take the, I guess, reroute here of um, doing some more cross-training again to avoid injuries, started up mountain biking, and then this fall kicked back up the, the running again. The streak will come uh, back? I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm a very uh, committed individual when I start to get <laughs> Apparently. Oh, my God, man. I, mean, that's, I can't even fathom. I don't think I've even shit every day for a year. <laughs> Just let's well, that, run. Well, that streak is probably longer than three years. <laughs> well, you see the one in my pants. Hey, it's right oh, there. <laughs> wow. That coffee Listen, did something to you today. It's a low-hanging poop joke. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Off Again, there is no topic on the show. Sure. So you're somebody that deals. We talk about this some, and I go and rants about it, but and it's basically to, to the two of you. But I was thinking about this recently. We've been noticing these weird trends on social media, and one of them is like I, I post videos with no like explanation. I don't put a hashtag. I don't put shit. I just put a video on. Sometimes change the music. One of them did really well and was just my dog listening in death metal. Like it was playing death metal in my truck and I just filmed it. Once, the first one I did that did really well, I'm filming it 
And Dale's wife is, sends a picture back. So I'm trying to film this reel, or I'm ed- uploading a reel. I hit the button accidentally at the end of it, and I film one frame of their carpet. Yeah, my stalker <laughs> wife texted me and was like, wow, Drew has the same carpet as us? I was like, no, he's at she our house. She saw the one frame on my stupid <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I get it. That's not my job. I, as an ad agency guy, I don't care about it. Here's where I was going with all this. As someone in new media, someone that's in that space now, do you feel like, like in the old days, think I'm like you learned a degree where we had to build stories a very specific yeah. way, not to be like those young kids. That's not what I'm talking about. But do you think that we're losing some storytelling aspects in the way that the world works now because everything's so quick, or do you think that that, or do you find that do you like that method? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm catching what you're asking there. I've realized a couple of years ago, whenever Instagram started to get really specific with the algorithm on who shows up in your um, stories, yeah, especially with the companies that you follow versus personal friends that you follow, because you can almost scroll through that and see like a timeline of the people you interact with the most, like the stuff you look for the most is up there fr- first. But I think it has goods, goods and bad. So the good being now that we're living in this fast-paced society and people are addicted to the click, 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 yeah. that those shorter stories, if written correctly, you're going to get yourself out there or have a better chance of getting yourself out there as opposed to clicking on that story that is 90 seconds and then the person sees the timer clicking up and it's not you're not gaining their attention because their attention span's short and they're like, swipe, right. and they don't finish off the whole ad. <laughs> yeah. So... I guess goods and bads. It's depending on who your target audience is and the tension span of the uh, the person looking at it. I don't know. To me, it's weird because there's a whole concept to me on the back end of that that is, you know, the stuff that I've seen, like your your Schilling, there's no S in Schillingers type thing. Yeah. Those those things that are hyper local, in some ways, have more virality because they last longer than like I can post a picture. Like I had a crazy one. It's, it's stupid. It's me riding a bike, dro- dropping off a thing, and it instantly within seconds was like 5,000 views. I mean, very quick. I must've hit the front page or something. Right. But then other stuff I posted years ago, it keeps cycling through and keeps growing numbers on a more consistent basis. And it's much more of a local joke. That's more regionally referenced than anything else. Right. Yeah. I just think it's kind of an interesting dynamic when I start looking at like any of that stuff, when you look, you're an owner, you're a business owner, you think about those things. I don't know. To me, that's fascinating. And short, short stories have done more, on Instagram than any long post I've ever made on Facebook advertising, like personal advertising wise. If I was trying to show a new shoe, just doing something like throwing it in the trash can and letting it come back out, you know, like doing the little reel, like what they call yeah. it, the, the loop or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, boomerangs. Yeah, or whatever yeah little boomerang. When boomerang yeah. first come out, like you could boomerang a shoe off the floor and that would have more views, more interaction than posting the same picture with like a nice backdrop <laughs> on Facebook crazy. being like, this is the newest Mizuno with uh, all this technology. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the short stuff definitely hits, probably very much in part because our attention spans are getting shorter. <laughs> well, it's the same way. With, like, so y'all also both have a pretty epic Snapchat scenario. Going on. <laughs> yeah. We can't talk about ninety nine percent of it, correct? No, like zero of it. <laughs> but it's epic to say the least. And the majority of that is originated on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you mention that? Can we talk? Why don't we just talk about the event? What is the? Because that's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, we do the summer run club called yeah. the, called the Holler at the Dollar. Like you think we just get together and smash beers by ourselves <laughs> yes. for no reason? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I think. I think the majority of the, our listeners who know you think that all you do is get together Sunday morning. You're like, I'm going to church, and then you just walk out back 
Cheese bars there, beers open, and that's it. That's not at all what happens. Okay, well, what happens? No, we exercise first. Yeah, I mean, we run some, first. There's some running or, or, or exercising uh, of any sort Sunday morning, followed by a few beers at Dale's house. Um, yeah, that's it. We actually do run. There's usually, we're not alone. There's sometimes like tw- we play basketball afterwards, too. Yeah, so. there's like, well, we do all kinds of different skills, skateboard, basketball, Whatever else is yeah, work, work on our commercial making skills. We have some good ones. You too can get you to do these tricks if you get your shoes that run and dry. But aren't they? None of them are allowed to air, though, right? Because there's always some. No, that one can air. I, okay. I do think we should go through the ones that are PG or at least airable, and you can put them together on a little. Uh, so I think we just have to go yeah, fast YouTube. through them because I don't know if any of them are PG. <laughs> there's definitely some not PG ones. <laughs> But there's literally like 25 people or more, sometimes more. The first oh, yeah. week, usually like 50, yeah. that show up and run with us. Wow. And what, what do you, where do you run? So it's like a group run, essentially. Yeah, it's called Holla at the Dollar. Yeah. And we meet at the Dollar General on Hillcrest. Hillcrest and Gerby Road. And we run all the hills around. There's different routes. Everybody meets different you pace run, groups. You run like the, that long sidewalk stuff right there? Yes, it's brutal. Or up Gerby Road, like towards the gas station there. Yeah. People just kind of go on their own. They find their own little niche of group or people or pace that they want to run, and they take off. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's it's over now. We do thirteen weeks every summer, starting the second Sunday in May. So then, what happens when when you're? So do you stop going to Dale's house? I guess I have. have I been back since then. No, I've no. been crying out there by myself right. every week. <laughs> Sundays are very lonely. <laughs> That's the truth. There's also, a tear in a my Sunday sober now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think last week he sent me a Snapchat about he was doing something, and I, it was like 2 p.m. I was like, we're both driving, so I sent him a Snapchat back, and I was like, God, I remember those Sundays when I shouldn't have been driving at 2 p.m. <laughs> and that was a lot cooler. <laughs> no, that's appropriate. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not driving. Or running people off the road. Hey, is that guy drunk? I don't know. He's probably just texting. Uh, he, he did the holler for the dollar. Holler at the dollar. Whatever it is. I'll get it right one day. Hey, the the most... I mean, I really only go just so that I have a spot on the... We took a bus trip. for the, Like, every year there's a party at the end of it. So, like, everybody that goes, he tracks the attendance and the mileage, and you get a prize. This year's a fanny pack. Yeah, this year's going to be a fanny if pack. If you made a certain mileage goal. Um that's wicked. Yeah. I have an Aladdin's Castle fanny pack in there. It's probably worth some money. Freaking vintage. It's in <laughs> mint condition. I can't wait to wear it on Saturday. <laughs> so, he'll, he like one year we did the bus trip yeah. to Pensacola and had runner's prom where we had to go do a scavenger hunt dressed up like prom. Oh, that's brilliant. Dude, it was in the middle of the day. It was epically a disaster. Just disgustingly hot. It was hilarious. Everything that happened was awesome. I was just happy everybody made it back. That's, it was actually the third bus trip I've hosted for adults to Pensacola and the first time that all the seats returned with people. <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? They go to McGuire's and just get smashed? We go to the boardwalk, McGuire's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in the past, it had been from the McGuire's uh, 5K. So people are drinking oh, those right. Irish wakes and free beer. And, yeah, no way. I mean, like I tell everybody on the How microphone How did they get home? That's my question. Well, one guy... I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm not in any... I was, had to think if I was going to be in any liability trouble for this part. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Business well, owner thoughts. Yeah. yeah, the first year, one guy met up with friends there and just didn't tell anybody. And we couldn't get a hold of them, phone dies, et cetera. Oh, that's kind of a bummer for y'all, though. Like, yeah, so like we eventually... Like, the bus has to leave. But I made the announcement before everybody got off the bus. Hey, you're adults. Like, be back here at 8 or you're getting left. The second year, a couple fell asleep on the beach. They went from the boardwalk, walked across the street on the beach, fell asleep. Sure, and they did. 
sure they yeah. were sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think about that. You're right. <laughs> Nine months later, they had a baby named McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> he's Irish. <laughs> and he's our new sponsor. <laughs> McGuire's baby. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with it. But yeah, that's the fun of it. So it's not just, I mean, I, the, the idea that we just get drunk and shotgun beers on Sunday morning is brilliant. We actually are awake for nothing. I, I guarantee you right now, there's about 30 of our 30 listeners who are like... 30 of all 30 of them? Seriously, that's what... I thought he just got drunk on Sunday mornings. <laughs> it's going to come out. There's a, here, here, what's, I, I find a, a little portion of me jealous of that because we don't quite have anything that um, organized and positive sounding within sometimes our community. Like, we try. No, it's difficult. But we have 200 people that could easily do some of that stuff. But instead, like, I'm not saying get smashed. I just mean, like, no. it's difficult for us to organize. I mean, how do you deal with, because you organize a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And then a lot of it's been the customers over the years. I mean, in fact, the holler at the dollar has taken over predominantly some of the money I used to spend on advertising that wasn't going anywhere. Crazy. So, and now I'm sure now it's, it's just like, turning more. Yeah. I've looked at it like spend on the customers when it comes to the shirts, the giveaways, the party, et cetera. These are the people that are already spending their money with me, so why not kick back a little bit their way and help spread word of mouth that way? That's so. actually, that's that to me, that's the, the best form of that. We've been trying yeah. to tell clients that forever. Like, we'll help you get you there so you have some in the backup. A lot of clients don't even have a website. Right. And so we'll get you there, but you really just need interaction. Like, at the end, not to make this a advertising podcast for the moment, but it's like no, a it's true. free hack. It's a, it's a very cheap hack, essentially. Yeah. But no. they end up spending more money with you. Right. Yeah. I think that the loyalty of his customers is what's awesome. Like, they, like they're like they supremely loyal people to him. Like, they're not going to go buy their shoes other places. They're going to find him. Even if they're not there, they're going to wait for him. Or, you know, like, he's going to... It's a, He runs it, so he can always, like... You do a good job of like calling people, like, "Hey, your shoes here." Yeah. Like, if you want to order, I don't. Or, I won't go anywhere else. No, I mean, I went to another place. Once, I don't have and to I got because so mad that I'll never go there again. Aaron and I wear the Pretty same shot, the same shoe, same size, <laughs> yeah. and the same gait. So, like, he orders two, and I usually just get. Like, hey, I dude. will say that while I'm good at selling shoes and good with customer interaction, my staff is way more organized than me. So, got to give a shout out to them for keeping me in line. <laughs> Listen, yeah, COVID. I'm in the same boat. It's a single guy with yeah. with two women that run the entire show, and I let them do it. Uh, yeah. That's what my staff is too. So I get it. They're like, "How do you have so, how do you have so much on your plate and get so much done?" I'm like, "Well, I have ADD and I do a lot at one time, and then I have a staff that's awesome to keep me in line." No, I totally. Yeah, like COVID was during COVID when your store wasn't technically open. You could pick <laughs> your shoes up out front. You go in. Aaron's got golf clubs, skateboards, like all this random stuff and pizza boxes. Like, can I get some shoes? I yeah. bought shoes during COVID. That was the first time I bought from you during COVID. I bought yeah. a pair of Ultras. Man, you were it, busy during that time. It right? was. It was. It, you it, had a boom like the bike boom? I had more of the um, post-COVID boom. I mean, people, loyal customers were still calling me like, hey, are you open? Can I get shoes? Like, I can't go to the gym. I'm running, walking. But post-COVID, I started to see an impact of uh, selling them more like injury prevention tools or recovery tools, inserts, orthotics. Uh, shoes that actually fit. So it created a habit when people couldn't go to the gym that they were getting outside walking, running. Uh, and I think it still has some rollover going, but there was more of a post-COVID boon than during COVID. Crazy. Yeah. You know those, uh, those, those molds you get for your feet? Like, mm-hmm. the, do you, uh, does it feel good to squish that shit between your toes? <laughs> we don't do that, but I've, I've, done, 
I've done that before. <laughs> I just always wondered. It, it, it just it, looks it's like... It's like going to the, the beach and sticking your toes in the sand. I mean, yeah. And it <laughs> just dries and they just make a mold out of it? Uh, I don't know. I've only done that at the doctor one time. That was looking when I was a kid. Yeah, for yeah. orthotics or something. Yeah, we use a new... I have a new machine now that makes a custom 3D print orthotic. Uh, it's 160 bucks, but you got 30 days to... If you don't like it, come back. We'll give you your no money jack. back. You yeah. feel like that stuff makes a difference? It does, because no two feet are the same. So if when you're buying a orthotic or an insert off the rack at Walgreens or whatever drugstore, if it's not fit specifically for your foot, it's probably not doing much good other than just minor relief. So the 3D print orthotics, they actually look like two different feet. So it's paired up to give you exact balance and oh, support. Crazy. Yeah. Would that make a difference, you think, in flats, riding flats? I think so. I mean, your bike we get a lot of bikers that come in all, all the time. And we carry two that we feel are the, like the thinnest so it doesn't affect how your heel sits down inside the uh, the bike shoe. So. Because that, that's my next thing is like I, he rides clipless and then I ride flats. And so it's like an issue of like figuring that stuff out. I, my point is, is there's there's overlap in that. We've said it. You've heard it. Obviously, we talk about it all the time. Like the shoes off the bike to me are just as important as on because I want, I want to be in good shape no matter where I'm going with stuff. Um, so I wear a lot of Skechers. <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't say it with a straight face. Wrong, do you sell sketchers? I used to, but the, I, was, I mean, they're a billion dollar company. They clearly know how to make shoes, but um, I think the sketchers outlet, when it opened in Mobile, kind of hurt having sketchers in, uh, in my shop. Because yeah. they make some performance stuff that's nice. They do. I know. I just always thought about those ones that had that weird, like, curve. The shape. Up. The shape everybody up. blames, uh, or everybody says Hoka looks like those now. I know that's kind of do, but they don't. They don't really have the curve, though, right? No, and Skechers got sued for however many million dollars on that shoe too. So, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was uh, them uh, and what was the other Five Fingers got got sued too. False claims. They were both. Oh yes, same. trying to act like those vibrant Five <clears throat> Fingers were doing something. Yeah, I saw some dude wearing those the other day, picking my kids up, and I was like, "Dude, people still wear those? What are you doing, alien <laughs> I need a I need a business that I could have my stuff shipped to so my wife don't know about it. That is the secret of life. <laughs> you can open a P.O. box. <laughs> Casey listens to this. <laughs> my, we haven't trashed you. You haven't trashed her at all this entire uh, podcast. I'm treading lightly. Oh, you must be in the zone. No, I don't know. There's no zones. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. My life is a zone. I get it. The outer zone. Either way, whatever works. Uh, is there anything else that we need to touch on that we didn't touch on? No. no. All good here. Do you want to shout out your Instagram, your personal <clears throat> Instagram in case someone wants to slide in the DMs? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> my business Instagram is at run and try. My personal <laughs> Instagram is at endurance fiend. So come check me out there. I'll talk to you about shoes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know who loves shoes? Ladies. Ladies do love shoes. It's about 70% of my business. So now, let me ask shout you. Shout out to the ladies who buy those shoes. Let me ask you, and I'll cut this gladly. Sure. After I ask this question. <laughs> no. We don't cut. <laughs> when, you were, when, when you started getting into shoes, knowing that that is probably, like, if, if the stomach is the easiest way to a man's heart, <laughs> I would argue that shoes are the easiest way to a woman's heart. Did you find that your game increased? Did you have a stronger game after you knew about shoes? This could be a, a pro tip for people out there who may <laughs> be working wanna, at State Farm. Yeah, they may want to have better relationships with people regarding. I think I'm going to give this professional answer, which is selling shoes definitely made me a more personable person. And it taught me uh. customer service, 
taught me to be respectful to people. I think <laughs> our demographic is 99.7 male. No, no, no. No, no, no. We're, 80, <laughs> we're, we're 88% male now. Are Reta- we? I will say retail is an interesting world. You'll get some people who come in the store that retail therapy becomes a real thing between the shopping and them just kind of being vocal about their lives. So, oh, yeah. uh, no, I fully enjoy what I do, but I don't really have an answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in there. It's just in my brain. I couldn't get away from it. I've been in there a lot, and it's so funny to see. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you do this because I do it when I'm hanging out in there. When you get, and, and when I'm in there, it always gets busy. It just is. It naturally yeah, like does. When people busy. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm in there, like, it's so funny because I want to do it when they walk in. Like, I want to see, like, all right, what would this person wear? You know, like I kind of like try to guess, even though I have no idea what's going on. He actually can like see their gait when they walk in. Like, already knows what he's already reaching for the box. Like he knows what shoes, <laughs> but I think it's, it's awesome trying to pair the people. And then I think it's crazy when some people come in, they know exactly what they want. They go right to the shelves, they grab it, they get their stuff and they're out 300 bucks, five minutes. I'm like, yeah. that other person didn't even spend $3 on socks. <laughs> and they were here for an hour and a half trying on every pair of shoes you have. That's my wife. It's also, yeah. I mean, I've taught that to the staff over the years, which is <clears throat> you can never judge whoever's about to walk through the door. Cause you don't know if that person's about to spend, 10 bucks on some nutrition mm-hmm. or literally a thousand dollars for their whole family on, on shoes. So it's like, um, got to treat them all the same. No, it's, it's totally true. Uh, what about people that come in with, do you ever, do you guys have jokes about the way people's feet smell? You know, I think because we're like a specialty store, I, I think a lot of people pre think about that because surprisingly in the 10 years of fitting shoes, I have not had that many, either that or I can't smell anymore. I have no clue. <laughs> I mean, that's maybe the secret blessing of COVID. Yeah. I still haven't had COVID, so I'm what? not sure. <laughs> hey, we got wood walls all around. Teak, uh, mahogany. No, I, I think it's maybe like being a doctor in some way. Like you just seen, you just Yeah, you're immune. You've just seen it so many times. So, yeah. yeah. I know these are random questions. These are all things that yeah. go through my brain whenever I'm in your store. And so I'm just firing them all out right now. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's it. that was the majority of them stinky feet and did you get more chicks that was it <laughs> he's in there like tying up shoelaces like damn can you imagine what i could do with some shoes i just know it would work on my wife if i could talk about shoes like that would get her like straight ready to go i'd close a deal i just do the dishes and the panties drop my panties drop Your panties drop. <laughs> um okay well, is there anything, uh, are we going to do any kind of, uh, we had talked about. Yeah. Do you want to do a giveaway? There it is. Yeah, let's do a I giveaway. I was letting you let's, um, let's do this. Starting the 17th, I'll be back in the store. Let's so, do. So the, hold on, we got to do it for the Friday that it launches. Okay, yeah, so Friday right. launches. Because this won't okay. be out till the Friday. What is Friday? The uh, uh, Well, let's just say through the end of, uh, the end of August. There you go. So you from go. now, when you're listening to this, to the end of August, 2022, to be specific. Correct. Correct. Okay. I'll have a shoebox set up. Um, you can come in and drop off your name, phone number, and Instagram handle if you'd like. We'll give you a follow from Run and Try, and we'll. You have to mention that you listen to the podcast. We'll put your name in the box, and then uh, I'll let you guys do the drawing at a later date on the uh, on the podcast here for a pair of shoes giveaway. Let's do that. Whoa! Oh, snap! That's awesome. Now one hundred forty dollar value. So. Good there God, right there. There it is. I mean, that's their biggest prize. Second biggest prize yet. <laughs> well, the but biggest prize is getting to listen to us every single week. That's absolute fact. <laughs> Duh. Okay, hey. so there you have it. So you can get it. If you go into the store, you mention the podcast, fill out a little piece of paper, put your name and your Instagram handle, drop it in, we'll do a drawing, 
they get a pair of shoes. $140 yep. value. And I think on my end, I'm going to push it through our uh, our social media to follow you guys' podcast. And if they send me the confirmation, I'll put All their right, name fantastic. in too. We love it. So new followers and new customers. Yeah, because right. the goal is really to, we talk about mountain biking, but I mean, that, that was like the first five episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we kind of ran out of shit to say. So now we're just on to talking about anything that benefits. And then one last quick thing. Do you have any piece of general advice for whether it's recovery or for endurance or something quick and easy you could give a shout out to somebody. To yeah. If you're getting in, how about this? If you're getting into endurance, try not to do too much too fast. It's easy to watch all the social media videos and follow all the big riders or runners and want to do all the things that they're doing. But for a lack of a better term, slow and steady will take you further in the race than trying to go all in too much, too quick. And then, um, yeah. Uh, Give yourself some off days. It's okay. Not too many in a row, but even coming from somebody who ran for three years straight, <laughs> there was days I wanted to rest, and that's when those shorter runs became the uh, uh, basically active rest. So, yeah. yeah, listen to your body. That's it. Good. Hey, I got something. Yeah. So we did the couple of giveaways on Instagram and that's Facebook. That's correct. We have to draw a winner. Yeah, and I did the winners Okay. While you guys were just chatting, I okay. did the, the random spinner wheel of death. Yes. It's not <laughs> Carrie Johnston. I refuse. It's not Carrie Johnston. She didn't even Carrie enter. Carrie got shout out. We she didn't episode. enter because she has uh, struggles with social media, Carrie. <laughs> I'm calling <laughs> you, you out because called out. I call her out because I always say when I'm going to ride. And she's like, I never saw it. I'm like, it was on there. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, the winner from the Instagram giveaway Oh, we had two giveaways. We have two here. separate ones. Two yeah, separate two separate hand, hand up giveaways. giveaways. That's right. The winner from the Instagram one was DJ Odom. Oh, DJ! Congratulations, Congratulations. DJ. Yeah. And the winner from the Facebook one was Dennis Blakely. Dennis from the, Blakely from the Trail Bandits. There we go. <laughs> they came and rode with us once. So, well, hey, the the that the riding random, with us does not guarantee a prize. It does not. The random got to ride with the us. The random uh the random generator picked out some good ones so, All right, so you guys got to get with us and get your prizes and the only way you know if you want is because you listen to this podcast yeah we're not reaching out to you no that's we not the way that we were a long time ago i got a whole trunk full of samba gear that i've reached out to people and they still won't pick up so well, we're gonna have our own little mardi gras i'm gonna definitely have a mardi gras and a hundred dollar gift card to get my car washed at palmer toyota not a sponsor <laughs> yet soon maybe secretly <laughs> with the nice jacob yeah we have jakey poo and nice jake okay well we're gonna wrap up the show for that so thank you for listening we've got a contest active that you should have listened to to get there and then we just had two winners announced dj odom and uh dennis Dennis blakely Blakely. uh you guys have both won prizes and then we'll announce at the end of august at some point is when we'll do a drawing there for the run and try prize that is Stupid, generously awesome. Did not expect that. We so should meet. We should probably meet on a Sunday morning at seven a.m. and do a couple <laughs> shotguns for the winner drawing live. That'd that be good. Like delightful. That'd be awesome. I'll even run with you, but I, just know. No, we're running season's over. For what are you that. About? It's about to be cool outside. Yeah, it's about to become running season. I mean, y'all can run. I'm gonna. Be, I'll be there drinking. <laughs> Team tandem. <laughs> we should find a tandem race. That'd be the duathlon, duathlon, duathlon. Oh, the duo, the, the duathlon. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Such dudes. That'd be brilliant. Man. We should put that on the duo, duathlon. Yeah, we could just find like a random 
Well, I call those bikes joint Facebook accounts because I assume like oh, yeah. the dude that rides with his wife on a tandem has a joint Facebook account like because he can't ride his own bike. <laughs> they can't Facebook him. cheated. <laughs> right. So we... But which one goes in the front and back? It's like, I got to watch wherever you're going. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to tell you how to ride back here. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. You pedal more, woman. But we should find a tandem bike and just have like... Everybody can partner up and have race time like crit races I on it. I think it'd be hilarious. I think it'd be awesome. Maybe I mean, a relay I mean, race into that. Yeah, you have to run. There has to be a run, yeah, too. Yeah, but we have to pair one reasonably fast person with a fat person like me. That would be good. Like, yeah, you, you and I on one, the same team probably runner? Yeah, you guys can't be on the... That's bullshit. <laughs> I wear right my Sounds championship belt. I'm going to samba it. I wear my championship belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole time. The whole time. That's your disqualifier. That'd be all. Like, we have so many ideas. We're like a bunch of stoners that just sit around. But the problem is we actually, like, implement a lot. But we don't get lot. stoned. You know, we're missing yeah, out on that. True. That is true. And we implement a lot of ideas. Well, we coming soon to a trailhead near you. Just a trailer. To be continued. The tandem trails. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to kill that. Thank you for hanging out with us for this random podcast. Sorry for the problems at the beginning. Who knows what it's about to be. We'll see, see you all tomorrow at the Fat Tire Crit. Bitches. That's right. <laughs>